With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast. I'm Braden Holacek, the managing editor for Full Press Coverage Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com, coming to you on a Tuesday, a couple days removed here from Chiefs and Ravens. Week 2, Sunday Night Football, obviously a classic finish, but not in the way that obviously Chiefs fans were hoping for. Uh, The game started off in a good way, I mean, really through the first Two and a half to three quarters looked like it was going to be a uh, a, a nice win for the Chiefs, but things turned, and uh, obviously we're going to recap it all here today. We got a recap article coming out on Tuesday as well. Um, as I'm recording this late Monday night, just watch week two wrap up with the Lions and Packers on Monday Night Football. But yeah, I mean it's just it's a uh, it's a really interesting loss when you look at it for the Kansas City Chiefs because. In some ways, you you like what you saw um, from certain points. Uh, the offense, especially Patrick Mahomes, another strong day other than one massive play that we'll talk about late in this game. And then, obviously, um, I mean, there were so many guys in the receiving game that really stood out as well. Uh, nice performances for them, which is an improvement. I still think the receiver depth behind Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is a question mark, but... Overall, I thought I thought they did a pretty good job against um, some feisty uh, defenders from Baltimore's end and and against man coverage a lot on the night. So we'll kind of talk about that a little bit uh, further. But um, at the same point, I mean, this was another interesting loss just because defensively, right? I mean, and 
And I will say I was shocked Baltimore played as well as they did. I mean, they're obviously long history of being well coached. You got a lot of good players, but I was just surprised with how decimated they were with injuries that they came out the way they did after um, what we saw them look like Monday night in week one against Vegas. So, um, you know, defensively, I mean, we said it about at least the run defense. I don't think the pass defense um, was quite as bad against Cleveland week one, but this looked like a Bob Sutton red uh, led unit and looked like the same thing again in week two. And, and that's obviously very, very concerning. I mean, because you have a lot of guys on this team that um, their leadership, you know, their their ability to kind of take over a game. I mean, it just wasn't there last night. It was for Tyron Matthew early with the two interceptions, but the Chiefs only scored on one of those two interceptions. Um, you know, his first one was actually him scoring himself on a pick six. The offense after that uh, second interception did not get any points on the board. And, and then you look at just other guys like, you know, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, just not a lot of impact from them in this game. Anthony Hitchens kind of continued to struggle. I mean, the linebacker group as a whole right now is a big question mark uh, without Willie Gay. But I thought Nick Bolton, once again, looked like the best of the bunch as a rookie. Um, you know, he's still a liability in pass coverage. But yeah, this this defense, I mean, this is definitely a loss that's on them. The offense did make a couple of mistakes, which we'll get to, but like I said, this this felt like a Bob Sutton kind of game, you know, where his defense, um, you know, was there in 2018. I mean, when you're scoring 35 points a game at the NFL level, I mean, you should rarely lose. So, um, yeah, defensively, I mean, you just look at some things that stood out, um, obviously rushing in this game for the Ravens. Um, it, it was really interesting when you take a look at it from Lamar Jackson's perspective, uh, rushing in the game for him at quarterback, 6.7 yards per carry. Everybody had at least four yards or more per carry for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson at 6.7, uh, 5.9 yards per carry for Tyson Williams, who had the most uh, rushing attempts among anybody uh, that wasn't a quarterback. 13 attempts, 5.9 yards per carry. Latavius Murray had four yards per carry on the nose. Devonta Freeman. Pretty big number, 14.5 yards per carry, obviously just two carries, but still some big ones that were felt, a 31-yarder um, as well. His other one was actually negative two yards. So, And then Patrick Ricard, the fullback, he did get one carry for two yards. So um, you look at it, I mean, the rushing, rushing defense in this game, allowing 251 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. Um, you got to wonder, is it just the two – two opposing offenses that they're going against and their ability to dominate with the running game. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt the week before now, Lamar and this uh, this ever-changing running back room for the Ravens, or is it truly just them, you know, not making adjustments, not being capable of, you know, battling and, and being able to match up with these rushing attacks? Now, of course, with the Ravens, very difficult defense, uh, offense to have to face with the option and you saw that obviously not just affect the Chiefs in the running game. They weren't able to stop that, but play-action pass attempts uh, were very, very deadly uh, and obviously crippling for the Chiefs' defense. I mean, it left one-on-one -on -one matchups for guys like Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Those were the guys that led uh, the way receiving for the 
for the Ravens on Sunday night. Marquise Brown, six receptions, 113 yards, a touchdown, obviously one where he was left wide open. Looked like man coverage, looked like Tyron Matthew was expecting Charvarius Ward to carry Brown up the field. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ward kind of sat down, lost his man. You look at Mark Andrews, I mean, he had a lot of favorable matchups one-on-one against either Daniel Sorensen or a linebacker. Uh, once in a while against a corner. So it was a really, really difficult game. But defensively, they got to figure it out. And, and I don't know, uh, like you, like we've kind of said after the Super Bowl or after some losses before, I just, I just think there's always a physicality standpoint that's missing with this team. And that's pretty concerning when you look at the the higher paid spots on this defense in the front seven. Hitchens is getting, you know, significant money at linebacker this year. Uh, Frank Clark, we know, is one of the highest paid players on the team. Chris Jones, I mean, he's obviously able to take over the game himself. He's more of a reliable player. Um, but yeah, this front seven especially has got to figure it out. I think Jerron Reed has been a little bit disappointing. He hasn't really stood out yet in the first two games, given the opposing rushing attacks that they've gone up against. And then you look at Tershawn Wharton, uh, him and Juan Thornhill, kind of questionable how little they were used with their snap count. Juan Thornhill only played 11 snaps. I do not get it. I mean, I know Daniel Sorensen's had a lot of big moments the last couple of years in crunch time, but uh, he struggled throughout the night, man. He had a sack, but other than that, I mean, he was getting beat easily. Uh, inside leverage, giving up too often on passes. He was missing a lot of tackles. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, you got to figure it out. You got to get Thornhill on the field. And we know he's had a confidence uh, problem a little bit here and there uh, ever since tearing his ACL. And, and some guys, I mean, it takes two years after the ACL tear to really get back to themselves. But with Thornhill, I mean, he looked good at the end of the preseason, and, and he had some big plays last week against Cleveland. So in this game against the Ravens, really concerning with how the game kind of played out to not see him on the field more. And if we're wanting to talk more about questionable snap counts, I mean, Byron Pringle, he's about to be third on the team in receiving yards, and he's only had 11 targets the first uh, two games. He had four in this game against Baltimore, uh, or no, I'm sorry, he had two in this game against Baltimore, obviously caught both of them at a 63-yard uh, total, 40-yard touchdown uh, with a quick pass over the middle. So yeah, we're kind of going all over the place here, but I mean, just talking about things that are standing out, snap counts, defensively, it's not just the run defense right now, it is the red zone that is killing the Chiefs. They were one of the worst red zone defenses last year uh, as far as giving up touchdowns. I mean, once in a while, they'll 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 make teams settle for field goals, but right now that's not happening. And again, it's still early in the season. You're facing two good offenses, but you got to find a way to stiffen up when your back's against the wall uh, next to your old own goal line. I mean, you look at the Ravens in this game um, in the red zone. They ended up four for four as far as touchdowns. Um, four touchdown drives uh, in four red zone attempts. And you look at total first two weeks, uh, the Chiefs defense has allowed eight touchdowns in eight red zone uh, trips for the opposing offense. So that's that's another area they got to clean up right now. Um, I mean, you, you look at a couple other things that stood out. Obviously, the turnovers, like we said, the offense had, I thought, a pretty good night. The running game, I mean, not quite uh, – 
not quite there yet. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, obviously a big fumble right there. The Chiefs looked like they were going to at least be in position to kick a game-winning field goal, if not get a touchdown. Uh, Clyde, I mean, that was a that's that's a rough fumble. I mean, you look at the way Odafe Owe kind of punched it out. I mean, it looked really easily. It was not secured well at all. So it's a really interesting thing right now is Clyde, you know, not being used in a way that's beneficial to him, or is it still kind of a a thing where he's trying to get in sync with the new offensive line? I mean, what is it with Clyde? Obviously, you don't want to hit the panic button all the way yet, but you start to wonder right now the first round pick that was invested in him even though it was the last one of the uh, first round in 2020, really, really uh, starting to get a little antsy, obviously, with Clyde. We'll see how he responds uh, in the coming weeks and how the team uses him in the coming weeks as well. Jarek McKinnon's another guy I would vouch for seeing more playing snaps. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how Clyde is used. And then obviously the other of the two turnovers, Patrick Mahomes, it was a third down play, so he thought he had to get the first down. But yeah, that's a play there. You got to take the sack or throw it away. And even said after the game, you know, he should have hit Demarcus Robinson for the first down. Um, wanted Travis Kelsey on that play at least once. He tried to make a heroic throw. Uh, I mean, that's one of those with Mahomes as good as he is at making the unbelievable happen. I mean, that was certainly a point in time when you're leading uh, to let that go take the sack, pin him deep with the punt, or obviously throw it away. And uh, that was Patrick Mahomes' first interception in his career in September, his first loss in his career in September. So, uh, you know, obviously a lot of things like that to look back on when you only lose by one point. But that was a big one for Mahomes on a night where he was pretty good, honestly, passing all over the yard, made a lot of quick decisions. Uh, I was really impressed with how the Chiefs offense ran against uh, Baltimore you know we know Baltimore's blitzed them a lot and it hasn't really worked out for the Ravens they didn't blitz quite as much in this game and the Chiefs responded well with quick passes so I like that part of it but yeah obviously the interception that's one Holmes is going to want back for sure uh but yeah three touchdowns on the night 343 yards 24 of 31 uh like I said, I, I was shocked. I was impressed with how well Baltimore came out in this game with how depleted they were. Again, despite their history of being well coached and obviously the players that are still healthy, I mean, you got a lot of good ones left and it's hard to stop a guy like Lamar Jackson. But I, I was just impressed with him on the night. I mean, he made a couple of um, risky throws, but a lot of good decisions to really use his leg, uh, legs, use his movement skills to really kind of get the Chiefs' eyes um, rolling and and get their feet to stop. I mean, they were stopped in their tracks a lot, really kind of going and, and kind of... Um... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kind of toying with the line of scrimmage a little bit in the pocket. So it's a, it's a game where I think Lamar Jackson, one of his better games, honestly, in his career, you know, despite the two early interceptions. So, I mean, you, you look at the night that he had. Rushing and passing. I mean, it was a night where he was not going to be stopped. So kind of went all over the place there. We're going to talk about a few winners and losers that I have from the Chiefs perspective in this one and uh, some final things that I think the team is going to have to uh, improve on here. So, yeah, looking at winners and losers in this game, I think the winner uh, one in this game for me in particular is Travis Kelsey, seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. It's easy to give him a win every week, right? But I mean, he was once again showing why he's one of the better tight ends in the game. Obviously, that touchdown, I mean, that was that was almost hilarious of how, how easy he made it look. I mean, good blocking downfield by guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle was on that play as well. Uh, but yeah, Kelsey, I mean, that was a touchdown that obviously is going to be a highlight reel for the entire season for him. But continues to find the soft zones continues to be the security blanket for Mahomes when plays break down. So winner for me, Travis Kelsey, I think another one. I actually do have to give one to the defensive side again, and I know it wasn't a great night for the defense at all, but I still thought Nick Bolton made a lot of good reads. I thought he played well um, attacking the line of scrimmage when he had to and working downhill. Now, it's not going to be an A-plus grade, but I thought the steps that he's taken the first two weeks against some tough rushing attacks – being the kind of the guy that's, you know, getting the most confidence probably right now, the linebackers with Anthony Hitchens still struggling to fill gaps and fill holes. I mean, uh, I, I was still impressed with Nick Bolton. I know that may seem like a cheap one with how the defense played, but I, I thought he made some some great plays. Tyron Matthew obviously was a winner for me. Another one defensively, the two interceptions, but just having him back, I mean, he got kind of called for a cheap penalty that, you know, shouldn't have been called an illegal contact. It made no sense. I mean, you might as well not even wear pads if that's going to be, you know, the calls every week. But overall, Tyron Matthew just having it back. I mean, you could tell his presence uh, presence was felt early on. And, and I mean, the Chiefs continue to kind of feel how important he is with right his his. Uh, uh, upcoming free agency looming you want to get that contract extension hopefully done uh after the season because i don't know if it'll happen during the year one other winner that i will say offensively man trey smith continues to impress me at right guard like he's ferocious i mean we saw this a little bit at tennessee but in the college game and and the nfl's obviously evolved so much offensively the last couple of years but in the college game at tennessee i mean he really didn't get to show that off much at nastiness and the ferocity so trey smith never never fights uh, or stops fighting never stops fighting he always continues to go through his block to the whistles and if you guys go back to that travis kelsey touchdown right 
after Kelsey makes the catch and cuts it to his left, Trey Smith is there, like, basically throwing his his um, his hardest punches into the guy that had a chance to tackle Kelsey right after the catch. So it's really cool. There was a couple other pulling plays that he made going to his left from the right guard spot that really stood out, blowing guys up. So Trey Smith, I mean, a lot of people said it right away when the Chiefs got him in the sixth round. It looked like it was a steal for this team who was overhauling the offensive line, and it's definitely been that. I mean, he's He's taken the job in training camp after Kyle Long's injury has not looked back, and he looks to be an important piece for this offensive line uh, that was, you know, built this season to keep Patrick Mahomes more upright. So Trey Smith's another winner for me. Some losers that I have for the Chiefs. I mean, it, it's it's definitely a lot of guys that I can say on the defensive line, but I'm gonna kind of single out a couple, and that one of them for me is obviously Charvarius Ward. I thought he was a little bit. Uh, you know, a little bit suspect in this game compared to what he usually is with his body positioning, his landmarks on the field, usually pretty sound in that regard, but got confused a little bit more than we usually see him in this game. I mean, he's always been a little bit, um, a little bit, you know, uh, interesting when it comes to balls down the field. I mean, not always airtight. So that's something to me that's going to be always a factor for him that you're never going to be totally satisfied with. But yeah, there was a lot of plays, intermediate routes, short routes, where he usually reads it pretty well, did not do quite as well in this one. I think Daniel Sorensen's another loser for me, like we said. Just a lot of missed tackles, a lot of misreads for him, not being quite as... Uh, you know, not being quite as uh, dominant as we've honestly seen him lately in one-on-one matchups. So that's a couple of losers for me on the defensive side. I'm sure I could list more, and obviously when we get the game recap article out here, there's definitely going to be some other guys that I mentioned or other areas of the team that I mentioned. But there was actually one offensive guy that I thought was a loser in this game, and and you know we we said it with the fumble. But Clyde Edwards-Elair, I mean, you start to wonder, can he be? A, a guy you can count on at the running back position. Obviously, this is not a team that's going to run it generally 30 times a game, but right, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, there's guys in this running back room that I think you can feel confident. We've seen it before um, with Daryl Williams. We know Jarek McKinnon has a speed and, and a very good field vision to bring to the table. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Again, it's, it's one big play that really stands out, obviously, with the fumble. But overall, this has not been two good games for Clyde Edwards-Elair to start the season. So you got to see hopefully some improvement there in the coming weeks. But yeah, I think a couple other things that stood out. We talked about the red zone defense, the run defense. A couple other things that stood out for me in this game with the Chiefs uh, that I think they're going to have to work on. I mean, I think honestly there's some plays that um, – Late late on third down right now, they're going to have to be better on offensively. They were decent in the first game against Cleveland, but this was a game where third down offense took a step back. Um, now, down and distance is obviously different on, on, on certain plays, but one of six is all that the Chiefs were in this game on third down offense. I think they got to stick to what you know, we saw them do against Cleveland and, and what worked early in this game on first and second down, and that's getting the ball thrown over the middle, quick passes, and being able to kind of put yourself, you know, in that spot to 
have possible yards after the catch situations and they just weren't there in this game on third down I mean we saw some some attempts where Mahomes tried to go a little deep now some plays just great defense Anthony Averett had a really good man coverage rep against Tyree Kill where Tyree Cran kind of a deep out route if you guys remember that late in the game in the second half um, so third down offense, I think that's an area where they need to bounce back next week against the Chargers. I mean, this is a team right now, the Chargers, who are uh, they're a dangerous team. I mean, to to obviously let stay in games now with Justin Herbert, this isn't the same old Philip Rivers led team that you know in one score games usually doesn't come through. I mean, Justin Herbert and them just lost you know Sunday to Dallas at the last second to uh, to lose uh, at the last second with the field goal, but. Yeah, overall, I mean, this is a team coming up this week. You don't want to let them hang around. And that's the thing, too. I think you got to capitalize on opportunities, scoring opportunities a little quicker as well. If you're the Chiefs, they started fast in this game. So it was a better start than they had against Cleveland. But I thought I think you need to continue to start fast. And that's going to be a point of emphasis again for the Chiefs. Now, this game, they didn't really finish offensively, right? We said after the second Tyron Matthew interception, they didn't score. They had a few punts in this game where it just seemed like drives went by quickly. They didn't get any really uh, momentum off of it like they could have. And obviously, they had a chance to really make this game look ugly in their favor. I mean, when it was, uh, it was I believe, 28-17, to 17, right, before, uh, before they had a, a costly penalty and they had you know, a pass play that looked like it was going to be right there for him. So it looked like this was going to be at one point a 30 something to 17 game or even close to a 40 something to 17 game. And yeah, I mean, the offense just had to finish. So I like, uh, I like how they started, but I think they still got to start even faster next week. So that's going to be an interesting point of emphasis for the offense and obviously defense. I mean, we've said it run defense, red zone defense. I mean, we already mentioned it. That's, that's going to be a part where Steve Spagnuolo is really going to have to do some magic uh, before the Chargers come to Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. So there we go. I mean, it's all over the place. But like I said, I mean, those are the things that really stood out to me. And it's crazy. I mean, the the high expectations you can see, I mean, teams playing Kansas City or Tampa or Green Bay, It's I mean, it's going to be their Super Bowl every week. You could see it for Baltimore. This was a, a win that meant a lot to them. After, you know, Lamar was 0-3 in his career against Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean the Ravens, it's a long season. They've dealt with some injuries early. But, you know, they're they're always going to keep fighting. The Chiefs, obviously, uh, you know, 1-1. One one, they got some, obviously, some interesting games coming up against the Chargers. Buffalo in a couple weeks later on. And then, uh, obviously, Washington, you know, that defense is going to be really interesting to see how they're playing by that point um but yeah one scored a lot or a one point loss they had a chance where it looked like they could have obviously put the game away uh comfortably a little bit earlier they had a chance obviously to win it late and the fumble is going to be a really really dangerous looking uh, uh play all week long I mean it's going to be a long week after that but we're going to obviously see the Chiefs come back strong uh eventually I mean you got to think this team is going to be pretty determined after a loss like this so we will recap the game with another article come out the uh, same day as this podcast episode so stay tuned for that stay tuned uh, for more articles this week from us at fpc chiefs as we start to turn our attention to uh, the first divisional game of the season against the la chargers it's uh, probably the biggest 
threat to the Chiefs in the AFC West. I mean, Denver's had a good start. The Raiders, you know, they've had two pretty impressive wins, but I think I will um, continue to kind of think that the Chargers are the biggest threat as long as they got the best quarterback of the remaining teams uh, in Justin Herbert. So obviously stay tuned for our coverage there. You guys can follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself at Braden Holacek 9. If you guys want to follow the full press coverage accounts for more news updates on the NFL or the Chiefs, you guys can follow uh, us on Twitter at full press NFL or at FP underscore coverage. If you guys want video content, you guys have FPC Radio Live that you can check out. 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on YouTube or Facebook if you search Full Press Coverage there. Also follow the accounts Full Press NFL, Full Press Coverage, Full Press Radio Network, and uh, FPC Radio Live as well, obviously. And uh, you guys can follow Ian there every weekday morning for FPC Radio Live. If you guys have been checking us out Sunday or Thursday for FPC NFL Sunday coverage, we appreciate that. Uh, Myself and Ian were on uh, this week for covering week two. Kyle Senra is also on some other weeks. Uh, He was gone this week, but obviously we'll expect him to be back. Uh, Love to have his coverage and Ian's coverage. So if you guys have not been watching it, uh, Thursday night, Football before the game or Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central Time. Myself, Ian Glendon, and usually Kyle Senra previewing all the NFL action for that week. So got a lot of big games coming up week three. Again, there's a lot of big storylines already swirling after two weeks. So going to be interesting to see what topics we have in store for Sunday. So come check us out again, YouTube or Facebook. Search full press coverage to find us there on Sunday mornings, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central or Thursdays before Thursday night football. So uh, obviously you guys can... um, can keep it locked on there. Like I said, follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Myself at Braden Holacek 9. We'll have more Chiefs articles and content throughout the week. So we hope you guys stay tuned with us uh, as we have another busy week here in the month of September. With that, everybody have a good day and we will see you guys next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.